Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Business and Barbell Talk podcast. Um, this is quarantine episode 5, I think. Officially, it's episode 12. We've officially run out of things to burn in a coffee can at the front of uh, Strode Station, so we have resorted to eating the coffee can. So if you have any toilet paper or supplies, please send them. We're in desperate need of your help. Um, anyway, we took the time away from our survival to record another podcast for you guys. This week, we've got... Uh, chiropractor Matt Barnhart and Ryan Shelton, who is a doctor of physical therapy. Uh, They are both friends of the gyms. Um, Matt went to Strode Station for a time, and Ryan actually works in the same building. He is the neighbor to Trace Strength, and we work together as businesses. Um, This week, we wanted to get them together, get me and Josh, a couple of strength coaches together, and talk about talk about how all of our professions work as one cohesive unit, how they should work and the directions that these businesses are heading to almost be forced to work together. Um, and how businesses that are right now, strength coaches that are working with PTs and chiros are ahead of the curve as opposed to groups that want to keep them all separated. So anyway, that's a little bit of rambling. Um, hope you guys enjoy the episode. If you do, give it a like, give it a subscribe. We'd really appreciate it. You can listen, obviously, uh, if you're on Anchor, on Anchor, and you can also listen to it on Spotify. And if you're on Spotify, you already know that. Um, all right. We had some uh, we had some technical difficulties, so some of the audio is going to sound a little bit weird. Um, there's going to be a hard cut at one point to different audio, uh, but we got it sorted out. So give it a listen, give it a like, give it a subscribe, tell your family, tell your friends, let your dog listen to it. You know they're missing out on this. And if you have cats too, go for that. All right. Enjoy the episode. So a little bit about me. My name is Matthew Barnhart. I'm a chiropractor at Triple Crown Chiropractic and Wellness in Lexington. And I've been there for about seven years. Um, We work a lot with pregnancy care and pediatrics care and you know but the main goal that we do is or that we have in our office is to work with wellness and maintenance and keep people functioning good once we can get things corrected and stabilized um, we do that with both adjustments in office therapies and then also rehabilitation exercises and you know there's limitations to what we are able to do for sure in office. And that's why we try to make good relationships in the community with physical therapists, with strength and conditioning coaches, with orthopedists, um, and any other types of subspecialties that would lend itself to improving our patient. And I think that's one of the big things that we're trying to do is kind of create that culture of community within our office, within our patients, um, within the providers that are around us and the the groups that are around us is to all be able to work together to ultimately help the patients and to make it a great experience for them and really to set them up with the tools that they need to stay out of all of our offices, to stay healthy, to be able to function through their normal daily activities, but then to also continue to do everything it is that they want to do, whether it's, you know, get in the floor and play with their kids or go hiking on the weekends, just anything and everything that they want to do. So um, that's the goal we're trying to do. That's what we're going to keep forging ahead to do is just continue to make those relationships, continue to give people the tools and resources to help themselves out the best they can. And if it's something that they need our help for, you know, make ourselves available to them to, fix them as fast as possible and get them back to back to work or back to doing what they want to do. Hey everyone, Ryan Shelton here. I'm a physical therapist and owner of Philanthro PT, which is a physical therapy company based out of central Kentucky. Um, I see folks uh, before the virus. I see folks in my clinic in Georgetown, Kentucky, where I partner with Trace Strength. Um, I also see folks out of the CrossFit Strode Station box as well and, and help their athletes out. I have a mobile practice, which means that, you know, outside of traditional physical therapy where a lot of folks have to drive in and, you know, take time off work and, and go see their doctor or go see their their physical therapist, what I do is I go to my patients. So whether you need physical therapy at your office or want your physical therapy at your office, I can cover that. Whether you want me to meet you at your gym and uh, provide therapy before or after your workouts, I can do that too. And then uh, because or since the you know pandemic, I've, I've been doing all or most of my treatments 
via telehealth, which I had been doing quite a few months before the pandemic started. So I can see patients all over the state of Kentucky through my telehealth services. And I actually see a lot of CrossFit folks through telehealth services. So I think there's this this um, idea that, you know, when you are someone who's very active that you need to, you know, go in and see someone firsthand and get things like dry needling or massage or whatnot. And, and those things certainly feel fine and, and they are an adjunct, uh, a part of physical therapy treatment at times, but really what a lot of folks find and and what I do um, in these last few months is I'm able to help folks stay active and in the gym because what I see is a lot of folks who are active and strong and, and trying to push their body's limits to, you know, upper capacities is that these folks are limiting themselves or having pain because of mobility issues or small little things that we can tweak um, and change with a movement pattern to really help people start to feel a lot better. Whether that's improving performance, whether that's um, working around an injury to get back into the gym, or even for folks in the gym who are looking for um, you know higher performance and, and PRs and things like that. So what I do is I find um, I, I try to go at it you know through early prevention. Instead of waiting until you get hurt and have to see the doctor, I like to take out the middleman. So with my business, I try to take out the middleman, uh, middle person who would either be the insurance company or the physician. So as soon as folks get uh, an issue and they start to have a cranky joint or you know muscles that start to scream at them a little bit or starting to lose a little bit of performance, that's where I come in and really take a look and watch people's mobility, watch how people are moving, talk to them about their sleep and the nutrition and and, um, and stress and, and their, their training programs and things like that and try to find avenues where we can help people move better and help people feel better without really having to change up their program a whole lot and especially without trying to get people to have to stop. So we know commonly that if an athlete or someone who wants to stay active with exercise, if they go to a doctor with a you know, a physical aches and pains sort of issue, then many doctors are going to tell you that, you know, exercises, you need to stop exercising. And that's rarely the case. We have, you know, just talking with you all, um, you and Josh, you know, a lot of doctors are telling people that CrossFit's bad for their bodies. And, and, um, you know, we know that's not the truth. So, you know, sometimes taking out the middlemen of the people who really don't fully understand um, musculoskeletal problems. And I would put, you know, a lot of family doctors um, in that category. I think there's no knock to them. I think what they do really, really well is they keep your blood levels where they're supposed to be. They make sure that you're taking the right medications. Their job is to make sure you live many, many years. My job is to make sure you enjoy the years that you have um, by being able to move. And so that's a little bit about what I do in a nutshell. I wanted to get back and that's, you know, and here we are. Raised a bunch of money for people, um, got some equipment for people, um, given treatments to people who maybe couldn't afford it. So it's been great so far. Yeah. And then we opened a second gym in Georgetown. You're renting space over there. So we're going to continue to grow our relationship. And hopefully we opened up in the middle of a pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get there. Yeah, no, I'm 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 confident. Uh, and then Matt, we met similarly. Like we, some uh, somebody put us in contact with yeah, you, right? Actually, we were doing a well. Uh, yeah, I came for an open house event. Yeah, and uh, loved it. And then actually just started training here for two years. Yeah, and it was it was great because I, you know, in my I guess I feel like profession, people either like love CrossFit or they tell people that it's going to like kill well, that's them. both both your professions right. yeah, really right. yeah, yeah. Right. yeah so i decided that i wanted to you know check it out for myself see what it was about and i mean honestly it was it literally the structure and everything behind it was everything that i preached to patients all day every day and you know it helped me really sort through a lot of feelings as an early doctor you know you, you come out of school and you think that you want to at least think maybe you know everything and you know i just i found out early on in practice that I didn't know as much, especially in this world as I thought I did in, in the realm of like actual strength and fitness. So that helped to teach me so much about how to help people 
outside of my profession too. And, and again, just everything else that this has to offer. But again, just then meeting you and friendship that grew from that was, was awesome, man. Yeah, that's, and like for me, I, I always like appreciated we had chiropractors and PTs. It, it really pushed me to be a better coach because I'm like, some of these people don't know if what I'm saying is right or wrong or whatever, you know, like they're just going to take me at face value. Like you guys have a background in education that if I'm blowing smoke, yeah. you you know, and the PTs know. And, and I always looked at that as a challenge to me every day to like do my homework, make sure I know what I'm talking about. Um, it made me a better coach, especially when I was just coaching and I wasn't an owner of the facility. I probably didn't think about it as much. But as an owner, I'm like, man, we have these people. This is a real opportunity for us to show our value to people who know what's up. Um, and and we talked about it a lot with our staff. And, like, you better come correct every day because if not, these, these people will call you. Or at least they're not going to – they're going <laughs> to privately talk bad about yeah, us or, or do, yeah. do those kind of things. So um, we need to – we need to know what we're doing, why we're doing it, and and have a real cohesion to our fitness program. Yeah. Which, you know, like the joke was all for a long time was like CrossFit was the best thing that ever happened to PT and uh, <laughs> chiropractic. Um, and for some gyms, that may be. It may, it may yeah. be. You know, there's bad of everything. 100%. There's fifteen thousand CrossFits. They're not all going to be great. I think the uh, in my experience, the majority of that in the PT world came from the ignorance on the side of physical therapists about actual strength and conditioning because all right now someone is lifting a, a little pink ass weight when they could probably tolerate 25 pounds mm-hmm. and they call that strengthening and it's just a waste of time and so yeah that's you, you say like you learn from us i, I for me i learned from you all because like i strengthen strength and conditioning is not something that i ever got into myself mm-hmm. uh i was a golfer so it wasn't a whole lot of strength and conditioning. Hell yeah. Matt was a golfer too. He was a collegiate golfer, right? You no. golf college? I thought you golfed no, college. No, I actually just started golfing oh. five years ago. So. Oh. <laughs> but I love it. I wish I was. I wish I was. <laughs> but listening to you all talk about, one, just listening to the, like getting my shit together of like the difference of like a, a high bar, low bar. Like, because mm-hmm. I'm working with these folks and, the, you know, I'm not yes. doing these things. So just learning from you all has been huge. And then the other thing that I learned a lot from you all is when I started seeing your patients, that, I mean, I could really see them one or two times and that was it. Mm-hmm. Because you did the coaching stuff better than the PTs could have done. So I didn't have to do a whole plan of care. I, I just had to find one or two little things that were being missed or the the athlete was not addressing and that was it. You know, our thought process is different. Like, yeah. that's what I was talking um, with Delaney. The, she was a soccer player that tore her, uh, tore her ACL and had, you know, had her surgery and stuff. And so Matt was like kind of just oversaw Matt and Justin Hireman before he moved to Hawaii, just kind of oversaw the general stuff. And we would all kind of like touch base. But for the most part, I implemented most of the rehab. Sure. You know, did most of it. And I'd say for any like parents listening, if your kid is going to like play like, like Delaney played soccer. Yes. uh, A lot of the, especially like female, I mean anyone, but especially female athletes in high school, you're, if you go to a big box physical therapy place, you are going to get your time wasted. You know, go there for the first two or three weeks and make sure that the surgery did what the surgery was supposed to do. And then after that, honestly, you need a strength coach. Or and if you really love your PT, make sure your PT knows their shit about strength and conditioning. Yeah. And even before that, I mean, really, any kid that's playing a sport at all should be doing something strength and conditioning wise, probably outside what their school is offering them or what a PT office or a chiropractic office would be offering them. They need some specific strength work because the injury in kids that aren't strong, or I mean, we've all been in high school training programs, correct? They're terrible. Yeah, Yeah, they're bad. And they're they're not supervised, really. We're not supervised, like, Everything that I see is like four to five sets of ten all in the frontal plane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they, they completely ignore the back half of the body. And it's like you're just overdeveloping kids and the places are already strong and setting them up for And they're not working injuries. anything in combination. Yeah. Like it's just, we're working this muscle group and then or I, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And I think in high school, from what I saw uh, from 
not being in the training room, but watching other people in the training room, was it's it's the same muscles that a high school kid that doesn't know what they're doing would pick. They they're mm -hmm. they're getting programmed the same exercise. Like oh, let's do bicep curls and yeah. let's do lateral raises and let's do bench press, and you know you're a catcher. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> it makes no damn sense. It makes no sense. Yeah, that's and you know I read something the other day. It was like, would you put a pool at your high school and not have lifeguards. Like right. you probably wouldn't. Well, a weight room is just as dangerous as a pool. So why do you have a, why do you have this place for children to go unsupervised in your facility? With a history teacher. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like, and like you just like with a history teacher, like I, I feel like, unless I meet somebody and they're like kind of an asshole, like I always feel like bad for coaches that are kind of like coaches and quotes, like that are thrust into that situation. Cause sometimes they just don't know. It generally goes to the lowest man on the totem pole Yeah, they're because just it's like, an extra task and it's time consuming. It's time consuming. They're just, yeah, they're just like, I'm, we're just going to do this, this, and this. Cause those are the movements I know. So we're going to try this, but people don't realize like the carryover to sport, right? Mm -hmm. When I, when, ever I'm training someone that isn't trying to be better at lifting weights it's like we were talking about like with coaches earlier like when somebody like you should always be able to do it no matter what but when people like you guys are in the room if somebody asks like why are we doing this you have to be able to answer it or you have to be able to say you know what I don't really know what we're going for with this but I'm going to go find out right now and you better be able to go find the answer right but like when people ask it's like why are you lifting weights it's like well I don't care if you look great when you walk off the bus like for a football game, like I care that like you're able to coordinate your body as like you said, like with one as one movement and one unit, and also stronger is more resilient. Stronger is more like like always. Yeah, it always like a uh, in people are like well why and it's like well you can absorb and produce more force, mm -hmm. right? So a two hundred pound dude coming off the line and hitting you isn't gonna like matter as much to your hamstrings if you can back squat five hundred pounds as opposed to the dude that can only squat one thirty five. Sure, right? You're gonna handle that and absorb it way better. Um, but yeah, that kind of. Yeah, yeah I mean, it just comes down to education, with with your gen pop and your and your your athletes. Really, it's just it's about being what we do, right? Like we work together, and we try to get out in the community and educate people about the importance of our services and how we can benefit them to be, you know, happier and healthier, and ultimately maintain a higher quality of life. Um, I mean, I think I know that I know for that's our goal. For sure. Like, yeah, for sure. how can we help you live the highest quality of life as long as possible? Um, especially with our our adult population. For our athletes, it's a little more refined. Um, yeah. It's generally about that. Some of our kids that are at the higher levels of their sport, it's really about performance, and sometimes that teeters on that line of health a little. It goes a little past it, but sure. you know, it's not. It's not where we live, for sure. But that's for a season of their life, right? That's while they're in competition. That's while they're practicing. That's while they're being a higher-level person. And I think that does require something a little different than somebody that is. Their job is to get up, take care of their kids, you know, do it all safely, do their job, come home, and then be strong enough to go do it the next day so they can put food on the table. Yeah. You know? So we'll kind of transition into how does somebody know – who to seek out for care. Like there's a, there's a lot of crossover for you guys, right? I ask myself that question every day. <laughs> I, you know, and I have a, my personal opinion and I think it just, it, it's like by, by a patient bias. Cause I think there's certain things that Ryan does. There's certain things that Matt do. There's some carryover in between those, but for a, for a patient that's like, I've got this ailment. What are the, what, is it they go to a doctor for like how what does that process look like i know it's changing yeah, yeah. so my you know if it's something if it's something you know serious where you know it, so we got a couple of rules like for the lower extremity like the legs if you can't walk four steps because it hurts that bad i don't want to see you because we have so many rules in the research that says you need to go make sure something's not broken or or x y and z but if you're limping around and it's a it's a really a movement problem and you can think of something that you did. And I think the biggest key is for anyone listening is like, it changes with movement. So if your shoulder hurts when you move your shoulder or you're carrying or lifting something, that's probably a shoulder problem. If your shoulder hurts all day long and it doesn't get worse when you lift heavy shit and it doesn't get better when you lay down and rest, that's not a problem that, that I want to see most times. Um, so, so that would be the folks we wanna see the doctor. Um, really, I don't want very many people to see the doctor before they see me um, for movement problems, joint-related problems, muscle-related problems, because they don't know, not they as the profession, but I've met so many of them that just don't know what they're talking about. 
And in my experience, um, little snarky is like, I I've just met more doctors who have a hard time saying I'm, I don't know, than who will just make shit up. And a lot of my patients <laughs> get stuff that's made up mm -hmm. just because of egos and things like that. And so, so that's a, a long way around. But to go back to like PT versus Cairo, in, in my opinion, I don't think we do anything different except for x-rays. Correct. So, so yeah. Matt can take x-rays. I cannot take x-rays. Mm -hmm. um, as far as what Matt does and what I do, in my opinion, um, we, we, I think we have the same skills, but what it looks like in our schooling is so much different. So for me, I've been trained, not extensively, but I taught it for a long time. So I can, um, you know, in PT world, we call it manipulate. You all call it adjusting. We call I, it, I joke around and call it whacking and cracking. That's what I call it. <laughs> I call it spinal, mani spinal manipulation. Okay. I mean, I try not to get too... The problem with the profession of chiropractic is that they've tried to take terms that mean something else and then like take it into their own and yeah. be like, no, this is different. You know what I mean? Like an adjustment is spinal manipulation is joint manipulation is chiropractic manipulation. Like it's the same thing. You're still manipulating the joint. Yeah. So I, I try to cut that stuff out. Yeah. So, well, that makes me good. Because I, I grew up in the Mecca. I, I went to PT school at by uh, Palmer. And the reason I say that is because I know PTs that adjust better than chiropractors that I know. And I know some chiropractors that do better PT work than some of the PTs I know. So that <clears throat> that is based on the actual practitioner themselves. And there's good ones and there's really bad ones. Just like just like yeah. just like yeah. everything right? else, yeah. So for for me, you know, in Kentucky, chiropractors are what they call portal of entry. I mean, we can take in pretty much anything and then delegate it out. The problem is, is just like you said, the ego gets in the way with a lot of people and they'll take them in and then they're gonna find something to adjust on that person whether they need it or not. Um, so when you're making a decision on that, really, it, God, it's, it's, it's tough. It's just... Who do you trust? Personal preference. Who personal preference. Like some people are like, Chiropr chiropractors are the yeah, way to go. Right, sure. And some people are like, well, I go to my PT. I'm never going to a chiropractor. <laughs> like, I'm never, sure, that's, that's not for me. Or like, so does that come down to your area? Like, your relationships with doctors that yeah. feed you referrals? And I mean, I think for some reason, people look at chiropractic sometimes like doctors, MDs, will yeah. be like, that's not medical. You know what I mean? Sure. They look sure. down upon it and kind of snub their nose. Yeah. Is that, do you have a problem with that? Like no, in terms of, I think I, I don't have like a problem with it in my office because we get a lot of MD referrals. We get a lot of PT referrals. We get a lot of, you know, all across the board. We get referrals from everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think it's just a testament to the type of work that we do because we also send those people back to the PTs and the medical doctors. And, you know, we, we just are part of the healthcare community there. Yes. I think the trouble is whenever the doctor wants to take them all in themselves. I think that you should just like you should go see a Cairo or a PT first if it's non life threatening or like you said like if you can walk more than four steps, awesome. Like then go see somebody conservative first because they're taking a look at a conservative side of things, and you may not need the pill or the drug. And most of the time, what are they gonna? If it's something that they can't give a drug or pill. They're gonna send you to the car with PT anyway, right? Yeah. And so you've already paid your copay, you've right. already wasted your right. time off work, all that extra stuff. Yeah. So I think a lot of people can, you know, it's the But they don't know job. that because our system is set yeah, up in a true. way and, and I, I think you gotta see the doctor first and and for me I um, I appreciate everything and I have a I mean obviously I have a ton of doctor friends, I have a bunch of surgeon friends, I have a bunch of um, you know, people that I talk with, but but honestly it's it's like um, I don't like the system that they have to work in. So I don't have a problem with the profession, but I'm not going to send my patients who come to see me to a busy, you know, surgery center because they come to see me because I can give them an hour mm -hmm. and because I can talk to them and I can make them feel a little bit better about their concerns. And if I send them to a doctor that's got five minutes, then I don't trust any doctor is good enough to f make a guess in five minutes. Yeah. So the reason why I'm successful is not because I'm anything special. It's because I've, given myself the time to actually do what I'm good at. Mm -hmm. um, and so I know you got more than five minutes with patients. For sure. So that's sure. that's the thing is like, you know, there's a, you know, 
way oversimplification, but you go to the doctor, they got five minutes. And in five minutes, the first thing they got to figure out is, do you need pills and are you going to die? And that takes three to four minutes. And then if, if, you're, if you don't eat pills and you're not going to die, then, oh, go do this stretch. This is what it is. It's a rotator cuff tear. They don't know what the hell it is. They don't know what stretches are best for that. So yeah. th- those are the problems that I have. You wouldn't believe how many times doctors, sometimes patients or patients, clients, they're not our patients. Uh, sometimes they'll be like, you know, like, I don't think it's what you think it is. Go see, talk to Ryan, talk to Matt. Well, they go to their doctor because they're preconditioned yeah, to think you go to the doctor. And then their doctor's like, that CrossFit stuff, man, like, uh, you need to quit today. Don't go back there. And it's like, well, this person's also like 40 pounds. They can move better. They just have like. Stronger than they've ever been. <laughs> it's like just all yeah, these positives. Healthier than they've ever been, but don't go back. Don't go back. Yeah, you know, and then. Crazy. And then that's just. That like, happens all the time. It, it's, it, I mean, it's, we've probably lost 10 to 15 members over the course of five years from doctors saying. And that's the system. You can't do that. That's sure. exactly the problem because, number one, they don't have the time. They don't even know why exercise is important to that person, let alone they don't even know jack shit about strength training. What they're actually doing. Unless they even. did it. Unless they did it at some point. They don't, Most doctors don't know anything. No. They, not, they don't know much about strength training, and they don't know much about nutrition. So it's just well, – It's a semester in everybody's program. Like yeah. You're going through, and we're figuring out how not to kill people or – how to recognize red flags and like the the worst case scenario and then they gloss over here's some nutrition just so we say that you did it you know what i mean or here's some strength and exercise just so we can say that you did it and it's part of your curriculum mm-hmm. but we all know kids in class that don't even show up <laughs> you know they don't they don't come they just take the test and pass you know yeah. what i mean so just because you have that title doesn't make you smarter than anybody most people that are out there doing something they've taken it upon themselves to actually become a pro at it. You yeah. know what I mean? They've done it themselves. They've went way, 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 way deeper on the actual information than what they gloss over in school. So sometimes, man, don't let the title fool you of who you're going to see. It doesn't mean they know more. Yeah. So. Yeah, you learn that. as the, 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 the longer I do this and the more people I'm around and the more successful people I'm around and I talk to, it's, you know, it's – you have to view things through a different lens. It's, it, it's different, you know, and you know, people that want to bash our service, you know, PTs that say CrossFit's bad or, or chiropractors or any, anybody, you know, I could argue that I see as much movement as anybody. I see a ton of movement. I work with Way more. 20 to 30 <laughs> people every hour all day long. And I've been doing it for 10 years, you know? So like mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of bad movement. I've seen a lot of good movement. I've seen, progress and movements i've learned things that work things that don't work like so i think our input is valuable and you guys have taken our my input and you know our staff and you listen to me and (coughs) we work together as opposed to people like "Ah, it's like where they might blow me off or blow off what we're saying it's like man i see a ton of movement like a ton uh, as much as anybody i I just don't agree like one thing like I can't appreciate in my office too is like I can't load somebody's spine with however much weight and then make them go through ABCD movement. One, my office just isn't set up like that. I don't have the time to do that. And if I'm not, if I if I don't have somebody to send them to and I can't see that, and that's where their question is, how valuable am I to them? Yeah, zero percent, right? So I need experts in every field to help me out with every situation that comes, you know what I mean? There's, there's, that, there's that quote, what's the quote, uh, something like, you'll get, you'll take 100% of the blame for a bad referral and only 50% for a good one. Sure. So you gotta have good people around. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I think it's getting, it's getting better. Sure. As for us, you know, like, we work with the school a lot, we work with a ton of athletes, so I, you know, I see some kids. I'm like, man, this kid is an injury waiting to happen. And I didn't used to have any relationships with any with, and now I can be like, okay, this kid, we got to do some work. Like somebody has to work with them because they are not going to make it through a season. Like they have all these, they they have a lot of boxes that are checked for a potential injury. And if we're not all working together, like something bad is going to happen to this kid probably. Somebody's going to miss something sooner rather than later. Um, And I think as we transition to to. The next question that Ryan had brought up, like, what does the new model of service look like? And how, how are things changing 
how does it look where we are all working together versus all competing? I think we've talked about that a little bit, but like, is that where the shift is going? I think this pandemic is, I think it's going to open some eyes to some flaws in our system and is (laughs) doing that majorly, uh, majorly. And I think, you know, before we turned on the recording, I was talking to, talking to Matt a little bit and not to get too, too down this rabbit hole because I don't want anybody to think I'm an extremist. But if you look at the death rates in America, a lot of the people who are dying here are obese or morbidly obese. And that's just reality of it. And wellness is, in my opinion, is a personal responsibility to some extent. So, um, for sure. I mean, like, what else's responsibility could it be? (laughs) Well, we're just conditioned that if we have something wrong, we go to the doctor and we get a pill. And, and, Fitness doesn't work like that. Um, if I could rewrite the rules, I think the way that makes most sense to me for movement-related stuff is everyone, basically, you take the population and everyone who's not nervous or freaked out about it needs to see strength coaches first. Sure. And I don't want to see them unless you run into a problem, which is what we've all been doing now for the past couple of years. Right. I don't, I don't, so that, that would be the first thing. Like, People just need to get moving more, and you don't really need a PTR. We can do that, yeah. But we're an expensive fucking way to get active, <laughs> <laughs> really, right? Like, we're yeah. you don't want to pay me my hourly rate just to tell you you need to go for a walk or you need to yeah. exercise thirty minutes a day. That's that's not what why I'm here. Um, so I think that if we can get more people active, and then just inevitably what happens is when you move, you start to find you know, links in the weak links. Mm-hmm. And that's where we can just plug in real quick, not to take over here, just uh, okay, here's your plateau or your hump. Mm-hmm. Let's get in there and get you over this plateau and hump and then go back and with your strength coach. And then there's the people who are nervous about it and who haven't had previous surgery and previous pain. And then that's where we would take those folks Absolutely. and just get them ready. And then they start from scratch and, and strength coach. That's the way I think it should be done. Um, I think that doctors should be prescribing strength coaches instead of medicine first. Yeah, um, I mean, there's been some talk about that in Washington. And I, I know CrossFit in itself has been a lobbyist. CrossFit itself is, I mean, you talk about, they like to shake things up. Yeah, I'm kidding. They, they've taken on the NSCA. Uh, they could quite possibly bankrupt the NSCA through the lawsuit that – fraudulent studies put out about the, how dangerous CrossFit was. Oh, really? There's been yeah. a, they, there, there was a $10 million judgment on just the fraudulent of the study. And they haven't even got to the part where they pay out the damages and CrossFit as a business was crippled by that. NSCA's attorneys, they can't afford their attorney fees. It, the NSCA is going to look very different after that case is over with because they did the study at a high state where they put out a lot of data about how, dangerous CrossFit it was and how bad it was. And the editor of the NSCA journal told them to play that up because it was hurting the National Strength and Conditioning Foundation. So then, you know, you have, that's, that is the accrediting body of what we do. I mean, that is the top notch. Essentially it is. I mean, it's the most well-respected in the strength and conditioning world. And you have them putting out fraudulent data it makes you question things, but that's, that's a side note. That's happened pretty much throughout time. <laughs> All of the yeah. studies to... And that's what Cro- CrossFit's and doing and right now, too. They're sending people to, like, Coca-Cola. And they're yeah. sending people to mm-hmm. Pepsi. But, like, yeah. they're taking on big food industry. and We blame, we blame a, that stuff a lot, too. But, I mean, there's, there's studies that injections... Like, injections are no good for you. Mm-hmm. They're no better than placebo. Yeah. There's, there's a study for knee pain that if you get an actual knee scope surgery or you just... Uh, get an incision on your knee and they sew it up so you think you got the knee surgery, six months, one year later, you're both doing just as well. Right. Yeah, so it's it's all, I don't want to say all a sham, but it's right. the system is not built for health. It's built for making money. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's that's what it's built for, and surgeries make a shit ton of money. And, you know, if you, if you this isn't easy, but the re- this is what the research says. If you are on a waiting list for a knee replacement, and you're not walking more than a thousand steps a day. Get up to six thousand steps a day, and over half of you won't need your knee replacement surgery. No doctor. I've never heard one patient come in and, and tell me, you know what? 
my doctor said I don't walk enough. That's not how it happens. And so they're not getting to the, the root causes of these things, right. and it just it becomes very expensive. We know You can look at any study that whatever your political affiliations are, you could look and say the United States healthcare system blows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I remember being told I remember being told by two different doctors that I needed a knee replacement. I was like twenty three. That's stupid. That's and, I, and I was like, I was like, what? That's and crazy. They, they were, <laughs> some dude needed. Yeah, <laughs> they were they were like, let's just replace your knee. I was like, I was, and like my knee was like, it was like it would get inflamed and swollen to the point that I couldn't stand up during sure. class coaching. Right, like I would like go into the bathroom between classes and cry because it hurt so bad. But I was like, guys, I'm 23. I can't. Like, what do you mean? I need a knee replacement. And they're like, I just get it. And then I finally went to a doctor that was like, you should talk to a physical therapist. Right? And then I was like, okay. Like, and then I got put in touch with a really good one. Like, and it, it now my knee doesn't hurt anymore. It's and weird. Like, thank like, God it's too, weird. You know what I mean? Because we, I mean, I have people that I talked got, I mean, they've, they, they did get cut on. You know, they, they, I do have people that are in their 30s that have had a hip replacement or a knee replacement. And it's like, it's hard to look at that, but like, you're screwed, man. You're, that other one's going to get replaced at some point. Whatever joint on both sides, it's, it's going to happen. Yeah. It's just. The back is what scares oh, me. Man. I me talk too. to so many people with major back surgeries. And the like, failure rate of fusion surgery is absolutely unreal. And, a, and there's a direct correlation of you're going to get one if the where you live has a bunch of MRI machines. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So wherever you live, if you live in an area that has a lot of MRI machines, you're going to see a shit ton of surgeries. If you don't have MRI machines in your you know, area, your community, you don't get those surgeries because they don't find arbitrary things on the magic MRI. And what they say is, well, you got some pain, you need to start moving a little bit. And a lot of, not everyone, but a lot of folks yeah. who move a little bit more stuff goes can, away yeah it can get better at least. it's amazing how many people like come through class and they're like they get like six months into like working out or lifting or something they're like man i feel good or like hey i'm off my blood pressure pressure medication like sure. the, the pills didn't get you off your blood pressure didn't like fix your blood pressure that's weird all right <laughs> i'm just like what have you done differently and they're like i've just been moving around and i'm like yeah right that's that that's it right there right you've just been moving around you've been treating your body the way that a person should treat their body right you, you've been using it for what it's built for Absolutely. and that's how i guess we all work together right like well Hey, you need to do this. Maybe I know a guy or, you know, like yeah. I think it's been, it's been good for me. I know. Cause I don't ever pretend to, that I know everything. And if I, I'm quick to text Matt or text Ryan, it, it's good for me. Cause then it, I feel confident in giving the folks that I work with information because I trust you guys. And I think we trust each other. So it allows us to, it's good for me. Cause then I don't have to know. I don't, I don't have to. Because there's other professionals that already are professionals, right? Yeah. Yeah. For me, like when it comes to spine mechanics and mobility and creating that joint mobility again in spine mechanics, I'm a professional at that. <laughs> I'm good at it. You know what I mean? When it comes to coming up and writing out a strength program for somebody, no thanks. <laughs> like I don't, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Same thing. When it comes to actually doing the physical therapy rehab process, that's not what I do. I, I don't even. I want the person to do that. I don't have to be the person that does it because yeah. my time is better served doing what I'm a professional at, right? Yeah. So that's that to me, and I, and I look at that with every aspect of health and anything that can affect a person. Like, cool, I want the person that does that the best because I don't, and I don't have time to learn yeah. because I have to spend my time doing what I do. How does this all look in five years? Like, where, where are we, what are we going towards? <laughs> What do you think? Like, I don't like. Uh, honestly, like, so what I think. Hopefully, or. <laughs> I think what, what we all do is, is it, you know, you all take cash as well, right? We do. Yeah. yeah. So I think that the people right now who are living off of insurance based model, you are going to have to relearn or you're going to be screwed. Um, right now, there's already talks that. So, so here's the, the crazy thing. And I'm like, I am cynical about this. This one, the, the healthcare system, super cynical about it. So right now, People aren't going to the doctor. They're not using insurance. The ins- all the copays that people are paying right now aren't being dished out to the medical, some of them anyway, right? Because we're like, now you can't go get your surgery. Now you can't go see your chiropractor. So the insurance companies are still going to raise your rates. They're saying 30 to 50% next year because of this. And this is an excuse. So when you go look at like Humana, and the CEO just took in like a $27 million package last year and raised your rates 10%. Like that's fucking crazy, man. It's crazy. And yeah. so what I see is people are going to wake up to this. So what I do is I, you know, people pay cash to me 
and then I then I help them get I help them submit their insurance. And what they find out is my insurance says they're not going to pay me. Well, I know that's why I don't take. That's why I don't take it. And then yeah. and my wife, I told my wife, she's like, you shouldn't be doing that. I go, this is community education because everyone is so they think you you think you can go into physical therapy, drop down that medical card, and it's covered. It's not covered. Yeah. You're going to get a bill, yeah. and the way of working in that system is going to make it so you have to pay so much more money. I haven't went to the doctor in two years. <laughs> I haven't been in two years, and that was just because my wife made me go get a physical, and before that, I hadn't been in six. And I pay an ungodly amount of money every month. And I told my wife, if it wasn't for my kids, I would be out. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I've got two-year-old twins and a seven-year-old, and stuff happens yeah, so but uh, you know uh, so i think the switch is going to be that everyone's going to be paying so much more out of pocket that you better quit waiting until this thing's been hurting you for two years yeah, yeah. you better at the at the within you know I, I tell people like really within the first two to four weeks for most things it's probably just going to get better and if you want me to see it i'll see you but probably if you just give it two weeks and if it's not better call me and that's when in the first six weeks you want to get out to someone so instead of so, you know, seeing, you know, one of us, yeah. you see them for two, three visits, maybe five, six, depending, instead of um, waiting a year, and then you got to go to physical therapy for 35 visits. Right. And, and that's, people need to understand that if you want to save money, healthcare is where you can save the most amount of money. Mm-hmm. And, and it's all prevention. From, a, so. from right. an employer's perspective. Employers and yeah. in the home. I mean, yeah, with the high deductible, you go out. You go out to get a physical therapy evaluation, they're gonna charge you two hundred and some dollars. Yeah. If you haven't met your deductible, you're paying two hundred and some dollars. If you have met your deductible, then maybe you get away with it for a hundred bucks. So yeah. people just really the, the first thing is to before we get there, people have to realize how the system really works. Because what we think happens is the card pays for all these things. Yeah. Which it doesn't. Yeah. That's that's one thing that I feel like is I mean so rampant is like people just they sign up for whatever insurance and they're like yeah sure this obviously covers everything right <laughs> so they come in they're like well this is not a not a covered service under your insurance plan and i mean chiropractic is probably big for that because there's only certain things with certain insurance companies that will be covered and they're like oh what like my insurance doesn't cover this what are you talking about i pay all this money and it especially like i said I, we do a lot of like just well checks for people mm-hmm. and try to establish a baseline for somebody so that when something goes wrong, we know at this point they were, they did this good at least, you know yeah. what I mean? Or if they are improving or especially if they're coming to a place like this too and they're doing strength work, we want to be able to say like, here's where you were, look how much better you are just by doing the strength work. Right? Yeah. And, and if you look at us, yeah. so like people think that our gym is expensive, right? So we charge one thirty two fifty a month. You break that down per session, you know, you come four to five days a week, it's it's like five to seven dollars an hour to come to come within our setting. So yeah. and what I tell people is like, okay, well then go home and write out your uh, whole treatment regimen for the whole entire month. Yeah. See how much time that takes you. Like it's time consuming. It's so time consuming. And yeah, with, it's terrible. <laughs> and with the pills and every, you know, the the idea that pills are going to fix us, they sure. they they want that that quick that fix, instant fix. Yeah. When it's when you know that's not really how the body is not built. To we don't provide quick fast. fixes, and and and, and honestly, there are people in the fitness industry. Hey, man, if you come in here, I could make you lose a whole bunch of weight really fast. Sure. In 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 our opinion, anything that comes fast is going to leave fast, and if you don't go through this catharsis of what caused you to get to that spot, you're just going to go right back. You know, you take some shakes and some pills and you suppress your appetite. You flush all this water weight out. You introduce new exercise. Yeah, man, 30 pounds in a month, you can do it. And I've seen it happen pretty regularly. But you're not going to sustain that. And then you're going to go back to eating whatever you ate before. You're going to put all that weight on. And you didn't address it. There is a mental – there's a process that, that, that is required to do this and be sustainable long time. And it's just, it's just part of the deal. And sometimes people come to us and they're just not happy with our approach. We, we value strength training. So we, it's going to, if you prioritize strength training over tons of cardio, it's going to be a slower process for sometimes you're going to lose weight fast. You might put on weight because you're losing inches and you're gaining muscle. And so the scale isn't always 
especially for what we do, the scale is not always the best indicator of progress because it's it's skewed, especially for women if they've never trained before. Like, there's just so many different factors that come into play. So, like, we have to work on convincing yeah. them. Trust us. Just trust this. I hate the word trust the process. I just think that's, like, so cliche. But ultimately, it's, it is a process of what do you eat? All right, we got to just take this stuff out. We got to work on eating, you know, good foods, high quality, like stuff that comes from the earth. And that stuff takes time, man. I mean, like when, you, when you're 30 and you've never ate good before or like you haven't not gone a month without having McDonald's or Wendy's or whatever fast food chain you like, you know what I mean? It's tough to be like, oh, I'm not eating anything processed. I'm not going to, I'm going to limit my sugar. I'm going to limit my carbs. I'm going to eat 100 grams of protein, 200 grams of protein. Like, it, it's difficult to make those mental shifts yeah. and those processes take time you know what I mean and I, I think that when people do it they're better for it and I, I really think for me and like what I want my patients to really take a look at is like how do you feel mm-hmm. how do you function are you moving better and doing things more than you were before because that that's the goal right is to move better feel better I mean does yes. it really matter what I mean like you want to look at in a bikini, that's great. But how are you actually, like, are you able to play with your kids longer? Yep. Are you going to live a longer life? Like, are you going to be happier, healthier? Are you have, are your relationships with your family better because you're not hating yourself for what you're doing to yourself? I mean, yeah. you know, I think that's, that's the shift that probably needs to happen in people is, like, really reassessing why they want to be healthy mm-hmm. versus, you know, I want to get this done tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, and it's like that it's slow incremental change, yeah. right? I remember I made it a rule as a coach that when someone came in to the gym and they told me that they'd eaten ice cream the night before, I was never going to be the coach that was like, oh, well, why'd you do that? Right, because I've seen coaches do that. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, they're having a hard enough time with it. Like, they, nobody comes into the gym and is like, man, I ate an entire pizza last night. And it's like, like most of the time people are like venting it because they feel like ashamed about it. And it's like, and I'm always just like, no, man, that sounds great. Yeah. That's awesome. Like, I'm, I'm gonna do that this weekend, yeah. right? Like, it's like, okay, cool. Or it's like, yeah, I drank three beers last night, right? Like, it's just like, it's just like, encourage it. It's like that understanding of like, it, it takes time, yeah, and yeah, be absolutely. a human and like, eat pizza if you want to, and like, but just don't eat it every every meal, right? It, like, it, it is. And movement's the same way, it's just small incremental, it, incremental work. That's why I think in five years, the gatekeepers need to stop being the medical doctors. Agreed. Your family physician cannot be the gatekeeper anymore. For are we shifting away from that now? Uh, uh not. I mean, it's it's hard to tell, right? They, yeah, I think that like there's <laughs> that term early adopters, right? So like the first yeah. people that went out and bought the iPhone before anyone knew what the iPhone was, yeah. those people are. Mm-hmm. But it hasn't got to the point where everyone knows about that yet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in in the in like what you two were saying was you know your your doctor is not your coach. Your doctor is literally there to make sure your medicines are right and your and your levels are right. Mm-hmm. They're not there to make you move better. They're not there to motivate you. They don't have the time. So that's the benefit of chiropractor and PT and strength coaches. You know, maybe you don't want to go in and really talk about your medical stuff, but you want to go in and talk about your mental health. Mm-hmm. Or you want to just vent about the fact that your diet's off. Yeah. It, the doctor doesn't have time for that. They don't want to do that, most of them. Um, and, and they're not willing to refer them out. It's the, oh, you have diabetes. Here's your medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there's a lot of, and I guess we try and get out and talk to people and change their, their yeah. mind. I know right. Ryan, you go out and talk to tons of doctors. Like you, yeah. I mean, I think difference of having a, uh, that would be another thing I'd like to see in five years. The difference of, I have a patient versus I just have a community of people yeah, who, sure. who know what I do mm-hmm. and they know that if they need something that I provide, yeah. they can reach out to me for sure. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like I'm conditioned by the system too, you know, even as a provider, like, like you say, like, I always refer to like, man, I have a patient, but really like I have families that come, right? This whole community that comes to do what we recommend because it works for them and their family and they're better for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's, it's a really good shift, but you know, again, when we look at like the time we're in now too, it's just like, how has this ever been more important than right now? Like whether it's just to pick you back up, have somebody to talk to, have like-minded people to keep you going. I mean, like, what it's made us do to adapt, like, you know, you guys doing stuff online and Zoom workouts and, you know, I had to put my face in front of a camera and start giving people something to do. Yeah. Because the option is either 
complain that we're getting wronged by the government and that, you know, we should be going against the system and going back to work and, or you can adapt. Find a way to work within the assistance. And that's on the other side of this. Those are the people that are going to be successful. If you're just bitching and complaining, you're, you're going to die because things are going to shift. Things aren't going to look exactly the same after this is over. There's going to be some things that, that happen differently when, when this is all said and done. Well, and I think the people that are bitching and complaining, it's like, that's their go-to anyway. Yep. No matter what resistance comes across, they're going to complain about it. They're going to talk talk about it. They're not going to take action and do something. The people that are taking action and doing something and finding a way to help, that's their go-to. Mm-hmm. They're, anytime they meet resistance, they're going to take action and find a way to get better. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm nervous to like bring this up to a lot of uh, like patients and, and other people I mentor. It, because it, it like right now it's it, it's gonna sound shitty but like I this these like what we're in right now this is where I shine because I'm not I don't pride myself on being a good business person I don't pride myself being a good capitalist I don't pride myself on being like someone that you know wants to be anyone special but like a lot of people need a bunch of help and that that's I don't know man I'm just like I'm like your left hand like when you you slam you slam your right hand in the hammer the first thing your left hand goes over to do is like no questions asked, just yeah. how can I help? And that's like, I don't know if it's what I'm built for or what, but like these times. Generally that helps your business. <laughs> I, I'm fucking, I, I'm not loving that. Actually, I'm I'm really loving this time. And I don't want to make people mad because I'm still working. And so I know there's other financial things, but I got more time with my family. I got a bunch of people reaching out to me who I thought for years I could help that never would reach out to me because now they need the help. And so like I'm back in the driver's seat of, you know, of, of doing what I like to do, which is helping people find yeah, you know, a way to move better. Yeah, I know Ryan's got to leave here in a minute for some telehealth, right? Is that what you got some uh, stuff I got going? Another, on? Actually, not another patient, but another chat. Cool. Well, uh, as we kind of wrap this up, there's we didn't get to everything, but it was good good talking with you guys. And yeah, um, anything you guys got going on, you want to promote? We got anything exciting, Matt's? Um, Stepping up my YouTube game. Yeah. <laughs> so um, check out you know, the Triple Count yeah. Chiropractic. They're putting out good stuff on Facebook. Yeah. Follow us and you know all that stuff. It all helps. Like just reach more people. And if it if it's something out there that can help, it's simple. Um, you know, it just gives people something to do. So my hope is just whatever we're doing. I hope it adds value to people. So if you like it, comment, share do whatever and then it'll help the business out and then when we're allowed to come see people come see me in person and, and we'll chat and see if we can help you out yeah so i'm kind of lucky because i can i'm still seeing patients patients online and i've been doing that for a while so if you're listening to this and you got some aches and pains i've helped out a lot of crossfit folks in the past um i don't need to see you face to face for a lot of folks and if you are someone that needs to be seen face to face i'll tell you and we'll figure out how to make that happen so awesome so we are just wrapping up our online training as of may 1st will be fully integrated online with all of our programs so if you don't live here locally but you like us if you don't have it in your budget to have a one-on-one coach in person our our online programming is going to be a lot more affordable and you still get a lot of that same one-on-one care and and coaching so um, that'll be through the train heroic uh, platform s3 athletics so that will all be out may 1st we're we're pumped to have that yeah we're excited so um, we were going to not roll that out to the summer, but here we are, <laughs> here we are now. Uh, forward, right? we, yeah. So, yeah, we're, we're pushing forward. So I appreciate everybody's time and, um, yeah, yeah take care. Me.